Welcome to the first episode of the RJ Elke podcast. I'm your host, RJ Elke. Uh, honestly, just creating this podcast because I love to talk about baseball. The Detroit Tigers, my favorite team. So I'm just here to kind of be an outlet for Tigers fans, kind of see what I see in, you know, some different stats, what I kind of feel just as a fan just because it can get very aggravating watching this Tigers baseball team. But I also dive into more about the Tigers. Dive into all baseball. I'll try to go into fantasy baseball players to watch, some to drop. And then when, you know, baseball's a little boring, try to dive into pop culture, other sports. I'm a big fantasy football player as well. Love the NFL, love college football. So I'll try to do a little bit of everything, you know, as the seasons move along. And hopefully I just try to... Do a podcast once a week, and if things are picking up a little more, do two, three times a week, just kind of depending on how the week goes. Uh, you can find this podcast, uh, you know, I'm going to be posting it all over my social media links, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you can find it on podcast.com, that's what's going to host it, and I'm going to hope, once I'm done recording it, I can get it on the iTunes, uh, update will come as soon as I can get that all situated getting it on itunes as for twitter if you're new to me new to the podcast or you just haven't liked me enough to follow me on twitter uh twitter's ryan j underscore on air snapchat rj elke instagram ryan j elke follow me on all of them you can see just how i live my daily life and you know any baseball related posts as well and i know some people that know me know that I have some relations with people in the Detroit Tigers uh, organization, but this is not an affiliation of the Detroit Tigers. It's not an affiliation with any work I've done in the past. It's just me being a fan just talking about the Tigers, and that's what I want to do today. And Tigers losing today 6-3 against Chicago. Not the great way to end the series, as we're all hoping to, especially with Jordan Zimmerman returning. We're expecting this you know, nice little hero moment that J.D. Martinez had last night. We'll go into that in just a second. But Jordan Zimmerman, one and two-thirds inning pitch, six earned runs, six hits, two walks, 53 total pitches. Pitches just looked a little flat uh, throughout the day. A very hittable, gave up a very long home run. And, and hopefully it's just dusting off the rust. Uh, they heard on the broadcast today that he you know hadn't looked too terribly good in his rehab starts but he had a nice bullpen session so you're just hoping with time he could start returning to the kind of career pitcher he is which is a mid threes era pitcher pitches the contact you know not a big strikeout guy but that's why you hope for the tigers throughout the year just to settle in this rotation a little more so we have a number three behind Justin Verlander and Michael Fulmer. As for J.D. Martinez, uh, of course he had his big moment last night. You know, was activated off the DL, hadn't played in six weeks, comes in tied in a 1-1 game. First pitch from Chris Sale, knocks it 430 feet to center field. And that was just probably the best moment throughout the season and one of the best Tiger moments in the last couple of years. Uh, as for him today, he goes two for three. Uh, his elbow arm looked well. He had to make a couple stress throws, I guess put it, just kind of pressure throws. And you know, the velocity seemed fine on it, so it doesn't seem like the elbow is, you know, too terribly off. But it looks he's starting to look good. And what just a downer of today, though, is just uh, Cameron Mabin being out due to a thumb injury after 
diving for a ball last night and that ball and rolling on his thumb. And Victor Martinez was a late scratch today. Uh, the reports say it was just like an off day, get him a little extra off day. I think maybe just his foot was hurting last night. He fouled the baseball, goes right off his toe. And you see he just was struggling throughout the rest of the day, just kind of trying to run on that. So maybe it was just an extra day off just to give his foot a little more rest before big series with the Mets coming up and all of their pitching. Uh, other injuries that have happened throughout the team. Pelfrey, uh, thankfully he's on the DL. Not thankfully, but you know what I mean. But he's on the 15-day DL, lower back strain. And Drew Verhagen out for the year with a right shoulder surgery. So no little September call for him for bullpen help. But Tigers have put on an incredible stretch, honestly, in the last... You know, they went on an eight-game winning streak, winning three at Boston, winning three against Houston, and then the first two against Chicago. And in that time, they put up uh, almost seven runs a game, 6.6 runs a game. And that's for an offense that had been a little inconsistent. So to see that team just kind of finally have some offensive breakouts, and you saw a couple games, 14-run game and 11-run game. That'll skew the numbers a little bit, but they were – consistently putting up some good offensive numbers, and that's a good sign to tell. And even with uh, the offense doing great, their pitching was doing great too during that time. Just uh, 217 uh, batting average allowed, 290 on base, 360 slugging percentage, 651 OPS, and the the batting average of balls in play for the, the pitching staff in the last week was 246 their whip was 1.11 so it it just been great throughout that little eight game winning streak this past week to be a Tigers fan because even with that the pitching doing so well I said the hitting averaging six over six runs a game hitting 313 on base 372 slugging 566 not terribly great but OPS 939 and their bad whip was a 336 so it's just great to see finally Tigers fans were waiting for was both the offense and the pitching to click right at the same time. And I think one of the reasons we all Tigers fans can agree on, I think where the season started to turn around a little bit, is when uh, Cameron Maben came back from his injuries and said he was out today with a thumb injury. Saw the offense was a little flat because you have Maben and Vmart out, but uh, Cameron Maben has just been what I call the Tigers MVP for the year. Uh, I'm just joking, but it just seemed that's when the Tigers started to pick it up on the offensive end and be a little more stable on the offense. Hitting 325, 394 on base, 398 slugging, 792 OPS. And we knew it right from the gate with them, too. Two stolen bases, I think, his first game, which was like 20% of the team steals uh, at that point. And it just putting him in the two slot right behind Kinsler, right in front of Miguel, just seemed to both stabilized their play as well. You could just see the energy Maven brought to this team, you know, how fluently fit he was in this lineup, especially in the two spot. It just all seemed to just work perfectly for him. And around that time, too, that's when Michael Fulmer came up, too. So it was just we had two little saving graces for a season that was not looking well for us. Uh, Fulmer, we all know the – you know, the tear he's been on, he's had probably 
one bad start since after his first two starts that are a little iffy before he started throwing the change up in there. That's where he allowed about five earned runs. But through the year, 242 ARA, a whip, a shade over one, 88 strikeouts in over 100 innings. Uh, his slash lines to batters, 215 average, 284 on base, 363 slugging, 636 OPS. I mean, the dude is just a stud. And the fact that he's only 23 years old is great. And I know kind of the big question for Tigers fans is, well, how many innings is he going to pitch this year? Because that's just, it's a young pitcher. You want to make sure, yeah, you know, you keep him fresh, keep him safe. You don't want to overtire his arm, you know, this early on in his career. And it's report on Tigers.com today that they're more monitoring the, the pitches that he's throwing, not necessarily innings, because the Tigers have done a good job, I feel like, when with Fulmer. That, I think he's only hit 100 pitches in a start just a couple of times. They try to get him around the 90-pitch areas when they look to try to pull Fulmer. So that's just what the Tigers are thinking. And the way it sounds, too, that throughout the second half of the season uh, that they'll probably skip a start every now and then for Fulmer, try to preserve those pitches, which makes Jordan Zimmerman's comeback even more uh, important right now. And so we just need that offense to keep providing as they have been, like they've started to in the last week. I mean, throughout the year, they're third just in the American League in the regular slash line of batting average, on-base slugging. And surprisingly, the pitching hasn't been too terrible. The team whip is at a 1.35. I know we've all made our jokes, but I mean, we all thought we needed an extra bullpen arm. But the bullpen has been pretty decent. Yeah, Francisco Rodriguez, who's blown two saves throughout the year. One was the first one of the year. He's been great. Justin Wilson had his little blurb in the first month of the year, and he's been pretty spectacular throughout it. Shane Green coming from being a starter, getting a blister on his hand, and coming back just you know, not finding a spot in the rotation. It's just been kind of a saving grace for the bullpen, being able to kind of pitch wherever and whenever whether it's been you know the fifth inning on or just you know coming in being the eighth inning guy when there's not lefties I mean he's been the bullpen savior throughout the year and it's just been great and so Shane Green has just been uh I just uh, I just love him just love how much Shane Green has been doing and uh so upcoming this weekend got the Mets uh, no Cespedes going on the DL uh, after playing some golf. He played golf and then later on in the game. Uh, hurt his quad that had been hurting just a little bit throughout the past week. So it's not surprising that he's been going on the DL. But doesn't mean that there's not some power scare in that lineup because there is the newly acquired Jay Bruce. Still some power threat, but this is a lineup that's just really struggling. They're last in the NL in runs and batting average. Uh, their batting average with uh, balls in play is at a 279, nothing that great. Their slash line, 239, 310, 409, that's 719 OPS. They're the worst offense in the National League. So if the pitching can keep rolling as they have been, honestly, in this last week, I think it'll be a nice weekend for the Tigers. I mean, we only have one 
pretty quality starter going throughout the weekend in Verlander, whereas we face two of the Mets' big guys. But the way the Tigers' pitching has been going, it's been pretty decent. So Friday night is uh, Thor, Noah Syndergaard versus Justin Verlander. Uh, Verlander, 354 ERA, 155 Ks, 40 walks. Syndergaard, 248 ERA, 150 Ks with only 25 walks. But uh, I guess if there's just one weakness to Syndergaard, it'd just be against lefties. So hopefully James McCann will get the start tomorrow. As we all know, his he just kills lefty pitching. So I'll see him getting the start, especially with Salty starting today. See McCann to get in there. Hopefully you see, I guess maybe if Maben's still out, probably Tyler Collins will get the start in center. And it, it, Hopefully the Tigers can get to Syndergaard and Verlander can shut down this Wailing Mets offense. Again, lefties, uh, 284 uh, batting average, 333 on base, 395 slugging, 729 OPS. I mean, those aren't, like, he's so terrible against lefties, but if there's going to be one weakness this man's game, it is left-handed pitching as it is for most right-handers. So hopefully, you know, with... Even with the the star-studded Tigers lineup, you look for those, you know, those role guys that really, you know, carry the season for you. They kind of show up in unexpected moments, as James McCann did all throughout the Houston series. Uh, Saturday, I think that's just going to be a slugfest. It's Logan Barrett versus Matt Boyd. Both their ERAs are in the four, so that's the game where... You just hope the Tigers' offense comes alive, and maybe the bullpen, the way they've been pitching, can just help you out a little bit against the Mets. You know, terrible offense, especially with with no Cespedes coming back to Detroit. No little feelings there. Hopefully, you can just Tigers can right the ship there. And Sunday, that's the game that the Tigers will more than likely lose, if you think about it, because it's uh, Jacob Degrom versus Anibal Sanchez. Sanchez has been nice in his last two starts, uh, 375 ERA, 12 innings pitch, five earned runs. His whip still at a 1.58 in the last two starts. His BABIP, uh, 375 for hitters, batting average uh, of balls in play. So I, it's like it's been nice watching him like not get give up eight runs in two innings. His last two starts haven't been as great as I think even I as romanticized has been the last two starts. I thought his numbers were going to be so good when I looked him up, but just very mediocre. A 6.26 ERA throughout the whole year. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, who in the first half just very inconsistent of this guy who you know started the All-Star game. Uh, when it was in New York, the guy is just, you know, has the long flowing locks. Claimed, I believe, have a dead arm earlier in the year. But you know, it's still 241 ERA. In the second half, he's been just lights out. I think in the last outing, he did eight innings pitched, four hits, zero earned runs. And just in the second half, allowing uh, 204 batting average, 243 on base, and a 265 slugging. Five. Oh wait, OPS for Jacob DeGrom in the second half. So, you know, Syndergaard, Verlander Friday night is going to be a toss-up. Logan Verrett, Matt Boyd, that's where I see the Tigers offense kind of coming alive. And hopefully Matt Boyd has been looking a little better since coming up this uh, this time. Looks like just 
better control of his curveball. And he's just a young pitcher, so he's just going to learn. And that's where you hope the Tigers to take one. And Sunday is that may be a rough one, but again, you just hope with how the Mets, you know, terrible offense is that you know the, the Tigers can just hopefully win. You know, just win a low-scoring game. Just hopefully have another decent outing by Sanchez if he can get. You know, six runs, two to three earned runs. That's a quality start from him. That's all you need. So if you can just get that from him, that'd be great. And then the Tigers would be looking at a nice, you know, weekend series win. And that's all you can hope from the Tigers at this point is, you know, the sweeps have been nice. But you just got to look at series. You got to hope to take two out of three, three out of four, or at worst, two out of four. You just can't be losing series at this point. And with being, you know, in a wild card spot, being, I believe now, three back from Cleveland, I'll double check on their score today. But uh, you just got to start taking series, and slowly but surely, you'll, as they have been last week and a half, they've been climbing up. Yeah, Indians won today 9-2, to two, so Tigers three games back in the Central, but that's better from the seven they were back, you know, at July 20th. So it's been a nice second half for the Tigers so far. That was a little weekend preview as well. And uh, that's all I get got for Tiger Talk so far uh, this week. Um, if you got any questions, you got anything you guys want me to talk about, hit my email up, ryanjelke at gmail.com. Uh, just let me know. You know, what do you want to talk about, about the Tigers, anything in baseball? I'm about to go into my fantasy players to watch, uh, to add and drop. And we can keep this thing rolling. I just feel like here in Detroit, there's, you know, there's some outlets for Tigers talk, but I feel like they don't just go as in-depth as they should. It's a lot of generics, a lot of just, you know... Fans claiming Osmus should be fired or some for some odd reason Miguel Cabrera should be traded. So I feel like they just just need a little bit smarter Detroit Tigers baseball talk and overall just you know we can go over fantasy baseball too because there's not a big outlet for that, especially just in you know Detroit area. I'm mostly trying to market this outside of Detroit area too as I get a little more in depth to it. But now I'm just reaching out to Tigers fans to start, but. Now I'm going to fantasy players to watch. Uh, one, uh, Aaron Sanchez, starting pitcher of Toronto. For most fantasy baseball players, you guys know that know him as a stud. Eleven and one this year. Two seven one ERA. Uh, WHIP one point one three. Hundred eighteen Ks and one hundred thirty nine innings pitch. Now as a fantasy baseball fan, you're like, dude, I know about Aaron Sanchez. The guy's a stud, but. The only reason you need to watch him is because Blue Jays told him that they're going to move him to the bullpen by the end of the year just because he's 23, 24 years old. Uh, he's pitched 120 innings in the major leagues in the last two years, so he's already at 139 so far this year. So they're trying to conserve his arm. And Blue Jays went out, and they got three starting pitchers at the trading deadline. So they're looking to be pretty serious. He's going to start on Saturday. But after that, you're going to have to monitor it. And I'll give you a guy you can look to replace him if he does get moved to the bullpen here in just a little bit for fantasy players to watch. Now I'll go into uh, young outfielders and David Dahl out of Colorado. Uh, been up for about a week. Nine games played. Uh, two home runs. Uh, slash numbers look 
pretty good so far to start. Another left-handed hitter, though, in Colorado's uh, uh, outfield. Like, knocks out Ryan Rayburn, so that's a great thing. But uh, hitting 389 batting average, 421 on base, 583 slugging. That's a 1,004 OPS. And the dude's just raking right now. So if you're in a little bit of a deeper league, kind of looking for that pickup, he may not still be there, but that's someone to look at as well. If you're just hurting with outfield, if you're just looking for that extra little bat to pick you up. And uh, one person that's been a huge disappointment, another young guy, has been Alex Bregman. Uh, shortstop their baseman for Houston. Came up, just was a huge prospect. So it's come in and kill his minor league numbers this year between double and triple A. Uh, 20 home runs, 61 RBI, 22 doubles. OPS at 986, was hitting over 300. And since being called up, he's got one hit in 32 at-bats, and his one hit was a bloop single against the Tigers. Two walks, 10 strikeouts, and he just hasn't adjusted well. And so it's one player to watch, too, just because he is a hot prospect. And Houston signed Yulensky Gurriel, this this Cuban all-star in his 30s that he's making his way up through his the minor leagues really quick, just trying to get back into a little bit of baseball shape. So once Guriel gets ready, I don't think Bregman will be, you know, getting all the playing time that he's been getting, especially at third base. They've tried to put him in the outfield as well just to get him in just because he'd been killing it in the minors. But overall, it just hasn't been a good start for Alex Bregman's pro career. And, you know, I feel for the guy just because that, you know, I picked this guy up, you know, when he got called up to AAA in my fantasy league. So just hoping that he can turn it around, hopefully turn around for my season and my, my deeper league, my 16-team leagues. But, yeah, that's that's all we can hope for. And then uh, last but not least, fantasy player to watch, if you're looking for someone to replace Aaron Sanchez, if he does get moved to the bullpen, is Dylan Bundy out of Baltimore. Uh Dude's season overall stats, 4-3 and three record, ERA shade over 3, uh, whip of 1.29, 56 Ks, but he just got moved to the rotation about a week and a half, two weeks ago. He's had three starts since he's been moved, uh, 17 and two-thirds innings, eight hits, three earned runs, two walks, and 20 Ks. So since been moving to the starting rotation, Dylan Bundy has been a great pitcher. And so if Aaron Sanchez doesn't, in fact, move to the bullpen, that would be a great replacement right there. I mean, he's not that highly owned. I just picked him up a couple days ago in a 16-team league. So he's just he's going to be there. So there are the four fantasy players to watch out for. Aaron Sanchez, him possibly moving back to the bullpen. Uh, David Dahl, outfield Colorado. Nice little start to his career. Two home runs and little over a week play. Alex Bregman, great minor league career right now. Bum in the majors. One for 32. One hit coming against the Tigers, of course. That's how it goes. Two walks, ten strikeouts. And Dylan Bundy, uh, look for him to replace Sanchez in your rotation fantasy-wise if Sanchez gets moved to the bullpen. Uh, great start for him being in the rotation. 17 innings, and two-thirds, uh, three earned runs, 20 Ks. That's going to wrap up uh, week one of our JLQ podcast. I uh, hope to keep things going. We'll definitely have one 
once a week we'll try to do more. Maybe I'll try to do one Monday, hopefully recap the weekend, and then do one Thursdays to kind of preview the upcoming weekend. So do that, and uh, throughout this whole process, too, I'll try to bring different guests on, friends of mine that are huge sports fans that want to kind of get their voice out there as well. So if you have any questions, fantasy-wise, Tigers-wise, or just sports-wise, uh, Ryan J. Elke at gmail.com. Find this at podcast.com. Going to try to get it on the iTunes as well. Keep you updated on that. And uh, thanks to Baseball Reference, who that website helped me do uh, most of my research with all the stats I threw out there today. So just want to say uh, thank you for everyone listening, and I'll talk to you soon.